Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Welcome back to The New Truth, episode 17. Should I stay or should I go? <laughs> should I stay or should I go now? I had to start it because I just wanted a little solo. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, hi, Catherine Danielli. Hi. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm so, I'm feeling really good, actually. Yeah. I'm feeling really good. And I am so crazy passionate about today's topic. And I really love recording with you. Me too. <laughs> we laugh a lot. I wish you guys could see beforehand because it's pretty adorable what we do <laughs> to prepare <laughs> for these podcast episodes. Um, How are you doing yeah. today? I'm, I'm good. I'm, I, it's weird. I'm, I feel like slightly foggy, but I think it's because Vancouver has had blue sky for months, which has been mm. such a blessing, like two months, like the whole time we've been in quarantine, it has been sunny. And that is so rare for Vancouver, especially at this time of year. And today is, it's still quite bright, but it's bright, cloudy. And I'm just noticing like my eyes feel weird, <laughs> but I think it's because the clouds are so bright. And I was getting really used to blue sky, blue sky living. Mm. I still have blue skies in my heart, though. <laughs> blue skies oh. shining at me. <laughs> yes, this is our karaoke episode. <laughs> I don't Love remember it. the words I, of the song. I feel really excited about this episode, too, because um, it, I mean, we, so the, the reason we came up with this topic is because if you don't know, Catherine and I are debriefing every episode on our private Facebook group. So you definitely want to go right now and join the New Truth Movement Facebook group and um, join us because every Thursday we're debriefing the episode. So you can ask us anything, any questions, mm -hmm. any digging deeper, any curiosities that you have about each topic. And so this episode, which actually this might end up happening every week, the next episode that gets born is this episode was birthed from, or it was, it, the seed was planted on the, I don't know where I'm going with that metaphor, but the seed Alive. was planted. Um, on the Facebook Live yesterday. And uh, the question asked, how do I know if I should stay or if I should go? And this is the most Googled question. This is in relationship. This is the number one question that women have. And I bet way more women have it than men. 
because we're so emotional and, you know, um, we're so in touch with our feelings. And I think that um, for the most part, in my experience of men anyways, they're really good at compartmentalizing. So it's like, now I'm at work, now I'm at home, now I'm at you know, a sporting event. And, <laughs> and whereas women, like when, when we're feeling, when we're in that questioning period, it, you, it, it, it's almost impossible to ignore it unless we have like a heavy drinking problem or something and have an active, you know, practice to numb it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really hard as women to ignore the feelings because they're so on the surface, not for all women. I, some women are very repressed in their feelings, but um, so I, I think that that's why it's a question that we percolate with so much. And I, I like how you were talking. We were just chatting about this beforehand. So I'd love for you to start talking about the should I stay or should I go question because you are so fired up about it. I want to hear you. <laughs> I'm so fired up about it. But now every time we say should I stay or should I go, I can't help I but know. hear the, the song. song. Again. <laughs> it's, it's a good song. Should I stay or should I go now? I feel like it's from well, a 90s movie. Probably we'll look, have to look it up. I don't, I don't even know where it's from, but I love that we can play it a little bit in the episode. Yes. And I, I feel like I want to zoom out for a moment on just everything this new truth means to me, right? Mm. means to us and reminding you that because maybe someone's joining us with this episode and hasn't listened to our welcome or our mission on what this is about. But really the big zoom out is that what is most important to me, what's most important to us is that women fall in love with who they are and design a life that's in alignment with who they truly are, not from who they think they're supposed to be, not from the bullshit of the fairy tale love story, which isn't even love. And the old paradigm princess complex of women growing up thinking someone else knows what's best for them. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're in the matrix, there are rules you must follow. There are roles you must play. And most women, most humans go their whole life never questioning any of that. Mm-hmm. and so sad it's it's the worst and it's it's the our fuel for the new yeah. truth right like yeah. this is our soapbox yeah. like this is where the podcast is birthed from we have you you and i each right full of clients filling our workshops of women who want to wake up and want more for themselves and why should I stay or should I go is so painful for me. And I, and I have so many opinions on why this is even a question so many ask is first, one of the core practices when you want to learn how to love yourself or start living your life from truth is throw away the word should, right? Just track, right? Track all day long of how many times you use that word but here we are in, in should I stay or should I go as if there's a right or wrong thing to do as if someone else or Google can answer that question mm-hmm. for you. With that said, as we keep zooming out before we get into the nitty gritty of this question, let's just really keep, let's go back to the bullshit of the fairy tale, right? The fairy tale tells me one that I'll just know. I'll meet my shining, my knight in shining armor and I'll just know and I'll have no doubt and I'll have no, <laughs> no attraction to any other people and I'll just know and then we'll live happily ever after. And so if I doubt, I must have chosen wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Tell me, what are you going to say? You oh, you can tell I had something. I was just going to say, and then we'll live happily ever after. End of the movie. Beginning of the relationship. All of those... All of those Cinderella's and Ariel's and Bell's would be fucking divorced or miserable <laughs> by now. Super repressed. Like, let me tell you. <laughs> Wait, we should to- we should do a like spinoff on yes. like the the real life um, Bell. Like, we'll follow it. We'll like do as if it's like a ra- reality TV show. Like, we'll bring in yes. like the, where the story actually went. Maybe that's um, our Netflix series. Yes, that's. <laughs> We have to do that. Yeah. We have to. Do, we could have a contest. We could have people write what they think how the story would go. But anyway, I, I, I digress. I, also ju- I just want to speak to like with the fairy tale story. I've had so many women I've worked with have been like, I didn't dream of a white dress. I didn't dream of being a princess. Like I don't. That story didn't affect me. It affected you. It doesn't matter if it's a, if it affected you in an obvious way. And you're one of those women that's like, oh, I can't wait to meet my prince. That was me. <laughs> Or if you were, if it was a less obvious way, this story has had influence on you, whether you know it or not. When our brains were developing and we were learning our ABCs and our one, two, threes, we were also watching fairy tales and listening and, um, you know, reading fairy tales. And this is, I mean, fairy tale story is interwoven into every love song, into every romantic comedy into every it's everywhere it's not just disney right it's everywhere so it has affected you even if you're completely shut down from love it has affected you and the fairy tale isn't just about the wedding like i am so grateful that you just brought that in because we need to be clear that the fairy tale isn't that maybe you've been a princess dreaming of your wedding day Mm -hmm. the fairy tale old paradigm of love is that your role here on the planet is to find a partner and live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. And that inherent in the fairy tale is you are not allowed to think for yourself. You are not allowed to be wild and angry and sexual and alive. You must be a good girl and a perfect girl and get chosen by a man. And, And that you don't really matter. Yes. If that you don't matter if you don't have a relationship. How, like, that's the biggest part of the fairy tale is, like, the biggest impact is the shame on being single. Is that that if we're single, it's assumed that we're actively looking for a partner. And if you're not, then there's, like, something questionable about you. And so, so many women stay. The should I stay or should I go? (laughs) So many women choose to stay because they're terrified of what it would mean about them. Right. If they were single, oh, I'm, I can't be single at 40. I can't be single at 35. I can't be single at 55. I'll never find anyone again. Right. So I'm just going to stay because the fairy tale tells me that I'm only valuable and I only matter if I have a partner. And the fairy tale tells me there's only limited possibility rather than everything we stand for, which is expanded love, right? Awakened consciousness, infinite possibility. You and I each have clients, 40, 50, 60, who have found love again, Mm -hmm. started their own companies, who've traveled the world no matter what their age. And so I'm so grateful that you brought in that the fairy tale is not the wedding because I do think maybe women who are listening are saying, well, I haven't always dreamt of the wedding day, but I guarantee you've absolutely wanted to be rescued, saved, chosen, claimed, right? In some fairy tale way. And for me, it's not only the shame about 
it's being single. There's shame if you're struggling in a relationship, which is why this should I stay or should I go is so important to me because happily ever after tells me that I'll never doubt being with my partner ever again, or I'll never desire another person again, or I'll never have attraction, or I'll never be unhappy. Happily ever after. The bullshit of this watered down, sanitized life in which I'm never fighting with my partner, right? We always want to have sex at the same time. We always (laughs) agree on everything, right? Rather than, which if we come back to our epic episode that we recorded last week that challenges right precede every next level of growth right Mm -hmm. or else we're dead yeah right and so if you're asking should I stay or should I go you're at a turning point in your relationship and did you know that most marriages end within the first seven years did you know that seven years (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> getting yeah. divorced. And yeah. then I know several people who know, divorced in the first seven years. <laughs> and did you know the other statistic is people wait six years before willing to go to a couple's coach or therapist. Mm-hmm. So there is shame around being single. There's shame around struggling in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm super passionate as someone who's now ha- like just went through major struggles in her marriage last year. So that's part of my soapbox today is the shame around you're not supposed to be struggling. Mm-hmm. And then the shame around even if you've done all this work on yourself as if you're not going to have insecurities or doubt or rage at your partner or not like your partner one day. And so the question is not, should I stay or should I go? It's more empowering questions of, is this person on the path of growth with me? Are we evolving together? Am I getting my needs met? And do I give a shit about meeting the needs of my partner? Because on the flip side of the princess actually is like the witch. (laughs) right? Like is the entitled, right? The shadow of every woman, right? The entitled objectification of men of it's his job to make me happy. It's his job to do what I want him to do. It's his job to meet my needs, but I don't ever offer myself to anything, right? Love is transformational. Love is no joke. Fairy tale love is not freaking love. Fairy tale love is control, bullshit, playing roles, actually being dead. I mean, you might as well still be the asleep princess right sleeping beauty doesn't wake up and it's in the not fairy even, tale you don't even really know each other in the fairy tale because you don't bring your truths you don't bring your radical honesty you don't share everything that's actually going on inside of you and bring it forward to each other and like love each other through the mess and the muck and through the you know like that's a that's a new truth growth-based relationship as you bring yourself fully and in the fairy tale you don't you only show parts of yourself and then on instagram it looks right. really great Right. Right. It, yeah, it, it, I, I feel like I want to say that the, the questioning of the relationship is so healthy and the questioning of, is this aligned for me you know, in, in our friendships in our relationships in our jobs in our, where we're eating, what we're eating, like questioning everything is super, super healthy. And yet the, should I stay or should I go like the should is not your voice. That is the voice in your head that, you know, comes from, we call it on other episodes, I talk about how I call it your saboteur. Um, It's a voice that is made up by every person who's ever told you what to be, what to think, what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad. 
And in the school system that we get plugged into from such a young age, our value is placed on being a good girl, right? And so we learn to be good girls and boys in school. And, you know, obviously some kids rebel against it and (laughs) some follow the rules, but that's the society we live in. And now, like as adults, we're still fed that message of being good girls and good boys and following the rules and following, you know, what the media is telling us to do and following what other people are telling us to do, like our friends and family, you know, I think of, should I stay or should I go? When I was with Charlie, Mm -hmm. everyone in my life would tell me to stay because our relationship was perfect on paper. And most people are like, oh, that's what you want. A relationship where you're, you know, you guys love each other and you're both doing your thing and doing work you love. And like you have, you're so kind to each other. Like, you have what you need for a relationship. So people just couldn't understand why I had this, this call inside it, like this ache in my heart that, that I was ready for a next level of me. So that's what leaving a relationship, I think that so often breakups and, and the choice to leave or the choice to stay comes from fear, which is that quote that we talked about to, that you just read before we got on the call was about not making decisions from fear is like every time you make a choice, even to go to a party, when you're making the choice from should, that is rooted Mm -hmm. in fear and it's coming from your ego, it's coming from your saboteur and it's going against your own truth. And when you go against your own truth, that's what creates anxiety. That's what creates that like lack of trust within ourselves, right? We go against ourselves constantly and it creates this friction and discord inside. So the more we can practice not going out for the answer, but going in, right? And you might not have the answer. I mean, especially leaving a relationship, leaving a relationship is a big decision. It's not, I mean, I'm sure there's some relationships where it's a moment. It's so clear. This is toxic. It's a no. And that queen inside of you is like, F no, I am out. And then Mm -hmm. you walk away. I applaud that. And sometimes we need to go through the the waves until you get to a place where it's crystal clear, but the crystal clarity, you know, I think that for me personally, I'm interpersonal. So definitely I need to talk things out, but when I get other people's advice, that's what confuses me in making decisions instead Mm -hmm. of talking things out, asking my friends to not give me advice. And then listening to my own deeper wisdom, mm-hmm. right? Because we all like the only person that knows your truth is you. Like nobody else has the answer yet. There's this burning and it's totally what you said, patriarchy conditioning. Women, like we can't make the decisions ourselves. So we need to go outside of ourselves. Do you know the answer? Do you know the answer? Call a psychic. Maybe they'll tell me, maybe they'll tell right. me. And it's like, we, we, and all that is, is giving our power away. Right. Like we can't and teaching ourselves that we can't trust ourselves. And yet, meanwhile, we all have this inner GPS that's screaming at us like, hey, the answer's right here. <laughs> come home, come like stop mm. and listen and actually feel. And mm. the clarity is inside of you. And um, I, I was just out for a walk with a friend and talking about a relationship that, that they're going through um, two of my good, very, very close friends are going through a breakup right now. And there's the question of like, oh, it's so like, am I making the wrong choice to leave you, to leave this beautiful relationship? Cause they have a beautiful relationship. 
And it's like the choice isn't actually, it's not about the relationship. Everything's just about ourselves, right? So it's like, what if you're not, what if you're not making a choice to leave the relationship? What if you're making a choice to move closer to you? What if you're making a choice to move into yourself more and to get to know more of who you are? Like, what if you just have that clarity this is not going to make sense to the average person who's in the old paradigm of love, but I'm going to make this choice for myself because mm-hmm. it's my truth, right? Mm-hmm. It's moving towards yourself as opposed to thinking you're like our loyalty is always to the relationship and to the other person as opposed to being loyal to ourselves. And there's the fairy tale. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah. like exactly yeah. Yeah. what you exactly. just said is the loyalty is to the other women yeah. are not raised to be loyal to themselves. Yes. And yeah. we value the relationship and sacrifice over whether or not we're truly happy. And you and I have talked so much about how it was easy to look at my story since it was toxic, right? Easy to leave versus what you, how many women can relate to your story of just because it looked good doesn't mean it actually felt good and felt good to my soul. And I was thinking on how I asked, should I stay or should I go all the time with my ex every freaking day? Um, and, and here I am asking that question while crying myself to sleep at night, while being deeply unhappy in the relationship, not feeling seen. And that's, and and why I'm bringing it up is because it's such a perfect example of if we're taking a stand that the new truth is that you follow your true feeling and you must be willing to believe, and this was a huge leap for me coming from my trauma background, that life actually wants me to feel good, Mm -hmm. right? That love is joyful, that I get to have the experience of being fully alive. That doesn't mean I'm happy every single second of every day, obviously. However, the highest vibrational state is that joyful state. So here I am going, should I stay or should I go while I'm deeply unhappy in a relationship where that was actually the message Right. And so these bump, there's a difference between a bump in the road in my relation, in a long-term relationship where it, it cycles of transformation. And I have no doubt that anyone who's been in a relationship for 20 years, 30 years, that's actually committed to a path of growth. If there have been major turning points in the relationship mm-hmm. when you've gone through difficult things together and those difficult things either deepen your partnership or reveal, right, that the time has come to an end of you're no longer the best for each other. Because I believe love wants the best for you. And when we take off all the shame of success, failure, because that doesn't exist in relationship, then we become more willing to lean into what is in service to me and my growth and what's in service to the other person. The other thing I really want to bring forward is that, because this is just, I can't stand happily ever after. I can't. Mm Is love is not a feeling. I know that we want to believe that it is, right? And the things that you're feeling when you're falling in love with someone are four different chemicals being released in your Mm -hmm. brain in service to you feeling good. Dopamine and oxytocin Mm -hmm. being two of them. But love is a choice. And the mature love, expanded love, evolutionary love, the new truth form of love is 
what is the choice I want to make? Because also inside, should I stay or, or should I go is a victim consciousness as if there's a right or wrong thing to do. And the mm-hmm. choice is not made from you. And the in, invitation, like I, I just, I want to take a stand together and like the new truth way of this question is, and it feels like we're really doing this, that if you're asking, should I stay or should I go? You were on the edge of an un believable transformation that if you become willing to see that the gate right the portal you're walking through of should i say or should i go is about to take you either into into a deepening of intimacy with your partner or into setting yourself free and the relationship has run its course but love is a choice when you make a commitment to someone it's conscious commitment right and nobody my god if you're in a relationship out of fear obligation or because you think you should be now the relationship is over you're two people hanging out in the same house together or mm-hmm. or maybe separate apartments <laughs> um, if you're already living a new truth par- a new paradigm but it, it's a choice and we don't want to believe that right we and we want to believe that love is enough to make a relationship work and it's not it's not if you're on this podcast if you're following this movement you are taking a stand for evolutionary and expanded love right and honestly mature freaking love yeah right <laughs> and when you when you when you question your relationship, I was actually talking with a client yesterday and um, she's going through some questioning in her marriage and they've been together a long time. And I suggested that she, um, that she and her husband get together and talk about like what kind of relationship do they both desire separately? Make sure they're still, they still desire the same thing. And then each of them, instead of blaming each other for like, this is how you're not showing up. This is what I don't like about you, which is how most conversations go with couples. It's bringing to the table, okay, here's where I notice I'm showing up. So if I were to talk about myself, I, my tendency in relationship is to be codependent, is to be like, I need you, help me, rescue me. And so that's where I get to play and practice not being that. I get to play and practice noticing when that Mm -hmm. part of me wants to take over stopping and you know coming home to myself doing whatever to reconnect with me and then choosing to show up differently and so it's like a confession to each other of what you're desiring your relationship to be and all all of the old ways of being that I have showed up that does not contribute to that vision and then your partner shares what are the ways that they're you know same thing flip side what how all the ways that they're not showing up Mm -hmm. Um, that are all of the old ways of being that are not contributing to that vision. And now you have intimacy, right? You actually can get each other's worlds and what you desire and where you're, Mm -hmm. where you're admitting to, you know, not showing up fully in this relationship and for yourselves. And so Mm -hmm. I think that it's just questioning the relationship is such a great opportunity to go in. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and having said that, I think also there's the shadow side of, you know, I, I have done this in the past where it becomes like a constant thing, like questioning it all the time. Every time pain comes up, that's what I used to do in all my relationships where the pain would come up and I would just want, I would be like, I don't think because this is of right the right relationship for me. Exactly. <laughs> like I want to run. So I'm not talking about that. It's like noticing where it's coming from. But actually when you go through those phases, you know, if you're constantly doing that, then that's your pattern. Okay. Um, if you just want to escape every time it feels hard versus going in and being willing to have those honest, real vulnerable 
vulnerable conversations with your partner because that's how you build closeness and that's how you build true intimacy and that is the new truth way of doing relationship is having it be an opportunity for you to grow and for you guys to fully step up and be more of who you are and to take ownership for all the you know limited ways you've been showing up that are hurting yourself in the relationship but if we don't do it consciously if we don't bring light to the ways that we're showing up and if we're not willing to look at our own side, because no matter what the relationship is, no matter how bad one person might look, it's a dynamic. And yep. each person is responsible for 50% of that dynamic. So having these conversations are so important. And um, I just want to speak about, I, I had written a note when you were speaking earlier about how, you know, Part of the fear of endings in relationships is because in the old paradigm, I realized this talking with my friend this morning who's going through a breakup. They were together for 10 years, so it's a, it's a really big one. And in the old paradigm, as soon as a couple breaks up, it's like the relationship gets discounted. So, mm. you know, if someone, let's say someone looks up to the couple and is like, wow, their love is so inspiring. And then they break up and then and then you look at them and think, okay, now what? They were my inspiration. Now it's gone. No, that relationship still counts, right? They had a beautiful 10-year mm. relationship. <clears throat> Me and Charlie had a beautiful five-year relationship. And at the end of the <clears throat> excuse me, at the end of the five years, it was complete. It doesn't discount the amazing five years we had yeah. together. But in the old paradigm, it's like as soon as you as soon as you break up, right. actually personally, I would like to rewrite all like a write a new script for like a new term for breakup, a new term for like uncoupling a love. Mm. Um, uh, you know, changing contain the container of the relationship from a romantic one to a friendship or whatever. But it's like all these terms all of a sudden, this man who I loved so much, who I was so close to, who I shared a bed with every day for five years, I put an X on him? Like, what? Right. It's so, it's so bizarre. And it's like, he's my ex now. I don't say ex. I say former partner. Sometimes mm -hmm. I say, I used to say my Australian boyfriend whenever I would refer to Byron. <laughs> and all my friends would be like, you're not together anymore. Stop calling him your Australian boyfriend because this is like 15 years later. Mm. And... Um, and I, and I didn't mean it like that, obviously, but, um, but I just like yeah. have such love and reverence for those relationships instead of just, oh, now you're my ex, shut off my feelings. And I think that's a protective mechanism. Not I think, I know that when, when we do that, when we call them our ex and put them away in the X files and never talk about them again, or only talk about them with anger and resentment mm -hmm. or, and don't heal and move through all of the stuff within ourselves about the relationship to complete it. When like, when all of that, energy is still there. It's, it's just protection, right? Yeah. It's that it's the saboteur ego trying to protect us from pain, as opposed to fully owning our pain, feeling our pain, healing the relationship, healing, you know, whether you stay or you go and, you know, honoring the, the, the relationship for what it is. Even your relationship with, with Jamie was to the toxic one mm -hmm. that was painful for you you had shared was one of your greatest gifts. And, and we loved each other. Yeah, exactly. Now, I do. I mean, I, oh my gosh, Kate, this is so much beautiful. I'm so glad you just brought this to the table. And it's that inside the old paradigm, what we value is happily ever after. That's the success. 
right? Rather than... Can you say that one more time? You just cut out on... I don't know if you cut out oh, in general, but just um, say that. The, again. From inside the old paradigm, what we value is happily ever after. Yes. Right? We place the yeah. value on forever rather than the yes. love that's present. Even if you've got love for two weeks yes, with somebody and then that person moves on, right? It's that me- instead of measuring success or failure, it's measuring transformation, measuring the presence of love. And I believe we're here to love each other, period. We're not here to save our love for one special person, yeah, right? The transformational love, expanded love is what takes me into learning how to love all people. And most of all, may I never again make decisions that require me to betray myself, sacrifice myself, abandon myself for someone else. Yes. And I'm so grateful you brought that because of course the, the, and it's healing, right? I feel like we, we, may we celebrate ourselves for a moment on our ability to teach from this place is from the work that we've done, right? Our ability to talk about the love we have for our past partners is a result of the work we've done, right? And an open heart is not carrying any resentment or bitterness. Yeah. Right? And open it's only hurting heart yourself. opens, right? Right. So all that protection, right? We close our hearts when we're actually mm-hmm. designed to love. We're yeah. designed to thrive. We're designed to grow and evolve. And the, there is no answer to should I stay or should I go because there's nothing you should do. Yeah. You are a sovereign being. Love requires a choice and accountability and vulnerability. And you get to decide what's best for you. And in my experience, a relationship truly, it can't work if one person isn't willing to look at themselves. Accountability is a prerequisite to any healthy relationship. And so I want to break the stigma of going to relationship counselors or coaching, right? I've talked all the time that even for single women, the fairy tale keeps them from hiring a coach, mm-hmm. right? Well, all I need is to find the right person yeah, rather than, happy. well, all of our clients come into our work, not because you're broken, not because you need to be fixed, not because anything is even wrong, but because you want evolved love. You want extraordinary love and you're willing to look at the places that are keeping you from having that. Yeah. That's from empowerment, right? We're not freaking, we're not psychics, right? And we're not going to give you advice. We're going to facilitate the transformation of your soul to deepen your connection to yourself, to show you for the first time, maybe in your entire life that you do know what's best for you and you can trust yourself and you can follow your truth. And that is the most beautiful thing in the world. Like, to all the women listening who are, you know, I know there's going to be a, obviously there's a range of women. There's women who are more like how Catherine was before and how I was before. I was a fairy tale love addict for me, like since I was, I don't know, like five <laughs> until I was 30 and like so addicted to finding the one. And it wasn't until I stopped and left Charlie and moved out on my own and like first time in my life made a decision from deep truth and I couldn't argue with it, even though I didn't even really know what it was. I mean, I was already a coach and all of that. So I had a lot of self-awareness, but still, it was like this truth was unarguable. I had to leave and it wasn't because Charlie wasn't the best guy ever. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because Charlie was like, the relationship was bad or toxic in any way. It was because I needed to meet 
me. And guess what I learned? That I am the one. Like we spend our whole lives trying to find the one. And I think like, God, even people, you know, people that get married and divorced and then married again right away and then divorced and then married again right away. And it's like still trying to find the one. one. Stop looking outside of yourself. And this for you cheesy, like it might sound (laughs) cheesy, but Hey, every time you're around someone and you feel fucking amazing, it's cause you're you it's that's you. That's you meeting you. Every time you go to a dance class and you feel lit up, it's you. Every time you go on a holiday and you feel amazing and sensual and sexy, that's you. It's all you, but we think it's romantic love. That's going to give that to us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the more that you can, get to know your own soul and get off, get off the track of chasing the fairy tale. It is, it is a carrot that dangles that you will never get to eat, right? You Mm. get to eat it in moments in, of course, in moments, it feels amazing and delicious because you're high on all those chemicals, chemicals. (laughs) like you may as well just be doing cocaine, right? You're high on all these chemicals that are going off in your body because of the fairy tale story as opposed yeah. to just basking in your own feelings and owning them and, and celebrating them and celebrating yourself just mm-hmm. makes me so sad how our self-worth is outside of ourselves as women. You know, it's like dependent on what we look like and what our lives look like. Fuck it all. None of that's going to make you happy. No Botox, no checking all the boxes, no wedding day, no fairy tale love story, no picket fence. And you know, 2.5 kids, as you say, <laughs> it's like all of these things that we've been, that have been laid out for us that have been deeply programmed into us for us to want. And it's not to, yeah. it's not about the things. It's not to say you can't own a house one day or get, or get married one day. But again, where's it coming from? That's not where your happiness lies. No. Right. It's that, that's what you're standing for. Yeah, right. And exactly. it's the, the, I, I was thinking, I'm obsessed with Rumi, the Sufi poet, who essentially wrote all all love poems to the divine. And the reference you were making earlier about fear is one of his lines is Rumi says, move, but don't move the way fear makes you move. And one of my other favorites is you run from room to room searching for the diamond necklace that's already around your neck. Yes. I and, love that and one. that that's the like I my whole body just remembered that line from everything you're saying right like chasing feeling good from the the one and the wedding and the Botox and the new clothes and the baby and the I mean people have children in order to make themselves happy rather mm-hmm. than saying yes to all the responsibilities of what that child actually needs and I won't I won't go down the rabbit hole of like your child doesn't actually belong to you any more than your partner belongs to you (laughs) but we all belong to the divine and your path is between you and the divine that's it right no one can tell you what to do ever and the good news is here we are two relationship coaches and love experts that can guide you to your truth that can support and facilitate the portal that you're walking through if you're asking should i stay or should i go or if you're asking how have i been continuously creating the same pattern over and over again yes. in relationship and if you're standing on the edge of the cliff saying i there must be more for me than this 
right? We're your guides. We're your coaches. Like that, we serve the temple of healthy, real, true, expanded love. And I, I have goosebumps. I have no doubt that this episode is going to be so supportive to all the women listening. I have no doubt that every woman on the planet can relate to asking the question, should I go Mm -hmm. or should I stay? Even if it's not about a relationship, but with a job, right? Mm -hmm. Like like with anything, like that's the portal to transformation and getting to know yourself. And may we all keep walking through those portals and keep following the breadcrumbs that our soul is leaving us because none of us are ever alone, that there is a plan for you. And I'm just thinking like how many, when you just brought the jobs and the all, it just, I'm thinking about the collective, how many women's lives are like prison because they're making choices from should, right? Mm-hmm. When you make choices from should, you're going against your truth. You're going against your heart and what your heart and soul long for. Mm-hmm. And then you just create a life that feels like prison. Like just, I mean, I've done that so many times. I think of all the jobs I stayed in where I had even abusive bosses, like narcissistic, emotionally abusive bosses. And I was so um, insecure back then that I would stage just because I didn't want to let them down because I, you know, didn't believe in myself that I could do anything else. I didn't like all self-worth, right? When we have, when we're disconnected from how fucking worthy we are right now in this moment, no matter what the external looks like of your life or yourself, that you are worthy just because you are a child of God. You are a child of the divine or whatever word resonates for you. You are a sovereign soul and you matter and you are so worthy of feeling amazing and having a magical, beautiful life. My commitment to myself is catching all those places where I keep myself imprisoned, right? Mm. Which is really just locking away all the beautiful aspects of ourselves. And so if you are making decisions in any way or place in your life based on should, please stop. Please stop. (laughs) Please stop. Please stop. Yeah. And, and I so appreciate the reminders of, of a practice, right? Mm -hmm. I, I celebrated the work you and I have done on ourselves. And also it's this commitment to how we live, right? The you and I keep following our own portals. We have our own coaches and guides, right? That we invest in and continuously support each other. Like that's that gift of you don't need 10,000 friends to give you advice. Like who are the people? that continue to remind you who you are and support you in following your truth. And and still, no one can do it but you. You are worthy of a beautiful life. We're going to have an episode on how to end people pleasing because that totally is a whole other topic on on being willing to disappoint and upset other people. But may you always take a stand right now being willing to follow your truth always because this is your life. We only get one. This is it. (laughs) This is it. And what do you want to say, right? At the end of your life, it's the quote, the Mary Oliver poem I read in episode 16. So if you haven't listened to episode 16, go listen to episode 16 and 15 and 14 and 13 and 12, 11. Can you, can you, all of them, they're so good and tell all your friends. Can you read the Rumi necklace quote again? One more time. Yeah. You run from room to room searching for the diamond necklace that is already around your neck. I have chills everywhere. Ah!
my my favorite Rumi one, but that might be my new favorite. I've heard it before, but I feel like today I felt it so deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite up until this point and when women sign on to work with me, the quote that I have in, in the email is, um, is your task is not to seek love. Your task is to seek and remove all of the barriers that you have built within yourself against love. And that's the beauty of coming home, right? Mm-hmm. Of stop searching outside of ourselves for joy, stop blaming outside of ourselves for our pain and come home because mm-hmm. it's like the barriers are inside of us and the jewel necklace yep. is inside of us. So I, I, I start all of my programs with your task is not to seek for love. You do? <laughs> Actually, That's I at every to... workshop and, and, and client, but of course I you are that. my soulmate. Yeah. You are my it's soulmate. Perfect. You complete me. <laughs> also, I, I sometimes substitute it when I, when I work with, cause I, I mean, the work I do with women is about awakening who you really are. And so when I work with women who aren't necessarily actively desiring love, I changed the quote out for the Marianne Williamson one. Um, cause that's my other favorite is the, you read it like two weeks ago, two episodes ago. Mm, who the, are you to be brilliant, yeah. gorgeous, talented, fabulous, yeah, yeah. actually, who are you, who not, are you not to, to be? be? Yes. That's where I got the, you are a child mm. of God line from. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Our deepest fear is that is our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our yes. light, not our darkness that most frightens us. That so is the many truth. good ones out there. Yes, yes, love yes, it. yes. Pure channels of this is it. Serving the temple of love. You, It's the New Truth Podcast. And if you have not already joined the New Truth Movement Facebook group, that is where to hang out, to be in a group of women committed to living this way, committed to living from expanded love, expanded consciousness, shining your light. You get to bring all of who you are to that group, right? The stories of celebrating your truth, of all the risks that you're taking in your life. We want to hear from you. That's your safe container. And we are so, so grateful for all of the love. We so love seeing you share the episodes on Instagram stories and Facebook, telling all of your friends. We are so committed to you, right? We're still going to be recording maybe when we're like 80. Yeah, I hope so. This is my <laughs> Celebrating favorite. our beautiful life. Right now, this is my favorite part of my life. Yeah. Mm. And it, it's, it, it's, um, the, the, the New Truth Movement Facebook group is still new, right? Because the New Truth is still new. Um, but our desire for it long term is just a place where you can go and share your relationship challenges, share your dating challenges, share everything. And then that gives us, um, that gives us uh, topics to talk about on the podcast. Right. So it's for right. you to get on there and share and interact and support each other. Mm-hmm. It's safe. It's private. And it's all ladies who are on this path committed to their truth Mm. so join us tell all your friends we love you thank you for your support and we'll see you love you if you know a woman who needs to hear this message should i stay or should i go who's spinning in it share this with her we love you so much kate i love you i love you so much (laughs) and until next time bye bye Thank you for listening to the New Truth Podcast. You are a woman first. Throw away the fairy tale story so that you can have the real thing and a life that you freaking love. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and share it with all of the amazing women in your life who need to hear this message. 
And it's all women. Every woman. <laughs> like every woman you know. Share it with your grandma. You can find us on Instagram at The New Truth Podcast and our website, thenewtruthpodcast.com. Sign up to receive your free gift from us. The three major myths about love keeping you settling, sacrificing, and sabotaging your relationships. Go get it while it's hot. Get it. Stay tuned for our next episode. See you soon. See you soon.